Welcome back into the Shots Side podcast. I am once again joined by Matt Runge. Um, today we're going to get into the Brooklyn Nets, um, also dealing with um, the Atlantic Division uh, in the NBA. Um, so with the Brooklyn Nets, uh, some players that are returning to the team or still on the team, I, sh- I should say. Uh, Kevin Durant, Kyrie Irving, you got Ben Simmons, Seth Curry, Patty Mills re-signed, Nicholas Claxton re-signed, um, you got Cam Thomas, Joe Harris coming off the injury, Kessler Edwards, Dayron Sharp. Um, uh, Matt, you want to get into some of the additions and subtractions that they've made so far? Yeah, so this offseason they've added Royce O'Neal from the Jazz, Edmund Sumner, T.J. Warren, and Alondis Williams is a rookie who they drafted. Um, then a few subtractions they've had is, I don't know if they've signed anywhere, but LaMarcus Aldrich and Blake Griffin um, are free agents, so I assume they won't come back, have, but maybe they will. Yeah, I, they have I've, not signed. Yeah, I have no idea if they'll come back or not. Probably not, I would assume, since they didn't play too much. Um, and then Bruce Brown, they lost to Denver, he signed with. And then Goran Dragic and Andre Drummond both signed with Chicago. So those right. are the biggest subtractions. <laughs> well, I mean, you know, it's still up in the air with Kevin Durant and Kyrie. We're not sure what's going to happen with them. Um, I do like the additions, though, of Royce O'Neal and then T.J. Warren, um, I think. T.J. Warren coming off of his injury, I think he finally, hopefully, is healthy. Um, if they have, if they run it back with the same team they have, um, T.J. Warren either, I'm guessing he's coming off the bench. Great, he'd be a good bench player. And then Royce O'Neal, he'll probably start just because of defensive purposes, unless they want to start you know, a lineup of Kyrie, Joe Harris, Ben Simmons, Kevin Durant, and then um, Nicholas Claxton, which is kind of who I think they'll start um, when the season comes around. Yeah, I could see that. I think uh, I could definitely see Royce O'Neal starting, though, um, depending on what they want to do. And then bring Claxton off the bench since they don't have a lot of center depth. But I guess unless I haven't, Paid too much he's, attention to Dayron Sharp, so he's more of a power forward, though. Because I think he's only like six foot nine or ten. Yeah, they just need a bigger center, though. Like Claxton's, I guess, their biggest guy on on their roster currently. I mean, you'd think they need to either sign somebody or maybe look into the trade market. Maybe go after somebody like Miles Turner or. Uh, along that route yeah they also i mean they have simmons who's 611 and then uh katie's basically a seven footer so they definitely have height still so but they just more need like interior force on defense so i don't know where they'll get that but yeah i mean shot blocking they don't really have any shot blockers really on their team because I mean, if you if you wanted to play Ben Simmons at the five or KD, I mean I don't think anybody's scared of going in the paint and attacking the rim with those two. Um, 
And I think ben, they're going to use Ben Simmons mainly as like an on-ball defender. So he'll be guarding usually one of the best players in the East or yeah. Western Conference. Yeah, I mean, he definitely will be. I think uh, they could definitely create some problems for other teams, though, if they go small. Like, the if they put Simmons at center, like, that's going to be tough to stop. Like, who for some teams, because, like, if you put a big slow center on Simmons, like, he's going to burn them and then go four out. Right. On offense, you know. Yeah, the only team that really doesn't apply to is probably, like, Miami and Milwaukee. I mean, if you play against Chicago, I think that gives Vucevic problems. I mean, see, if you if you play Philly, though, that's a different, you know, thing to have to tackle because then you have to – who's going to guard Embiid? I don't yeah. think anybody – they'd have to double Embiid constantly. Yeah, I think – which they could do, though. But – Right. Because, like, yeah, I, I think it, if they want to, they could even do it where, like, KD's technically the center and then put Simmons at point guard, put Kyrie at the two, Joe Harris at the three, and then like Royce O'Neal at the four. And then you got four shooters and then Ben flying down the lane against the center. And that, that's going to be tough right. to stop because if the center can't keep up with him. Yeah, no, it's going to work out perfectly on offense. I have no questions yeah. about the offense. It's, you know, how's the defense going to work on the other end? I mean, and then all the problems that are going on in that locker room too. I mean, oh, yeah. do you think Kyrie's staying? You know, that this is the hardest team to like decide what they'll be next year because the roster, like if KD leaves, like the roster is going to be completely different because they'll obviously be bringing in some exactly. young talent and then I think – KD, I think they're waiting for the KD to make the move first because if he's gone, then Kyrie's probably gone, I would assume. I don't know if it would make sense to keep Kyrie if KD was gone. Or vice versa, even, maybe. Then I've also... Yeah, I've also heard, like, news that KD's waiting for the Nets to make the move for them to get rid of Kyrie, but... I mean, I don't yeah. Know how well, I mean, yeah. K- KD or... can't make the move first. I more just meant like the rest of the roster won't take shape until KD's decided on it. In my opinion, right. But I mean, it'll be interesting if they if they make the deal with the Lakers. I I don't think KD's going to want to stay then because it, it unless it's like a three team trade where they end up getting you know a pretty good point guard or not even necessarily a point guard, but just somebody who can kind of be that number two or number three, I guess, behind KD and Simmons. But yeah, I mean, I don't want to put too much onto Simmons because, you know, we haven't seen him in basically two years now. Um, I just want to see him on the court, you know, hopefully, hopefully his head is healthy. Hopefully, you know, his body's healthy too. Um, just, you know, it's never fun when you can't see one of the, you know, great players in the NBA playing um, consistently. Yeah, I I definitely want to see him too. I, th- I think a lot of people have already written Simmons off, and I'm not going to do that quite yet until I actually see him on the court and how how these guys mesh together because before last season he's been, went to three All-Stars in a row and was a big reason why they were the number one seed the season before. Yeah, I mean, on paper, this team 
this team's going to be a good team, but, you know, if they have the same turmoil they did last year, if they have some of the injuries they did last year, um, I, they're going to be in the same spot as they, as they were a year ago. So it's going to be a combination of, you know, can this team stay healthy? And then can they come together as a team and win at a consistent rate, which should be no problem with who they have on paper. But, um, yeah, just a weak point is, is the center position. And then um, maybe you could look at, you know, a better backup point guard than Patty Mills, I guess. But Yeah. Um, yeah you also have yeah, I like what they're too. Right. And play point. So yeah. I mean, I don't know if I want I don't know if they trust Yeah, I don't know if they trust Seth though to just bring up the ball, especially in like playoff time is what I'm really thinking yeah. about is you know, you get some of these players like Marcus Smart or the better defenders that can just absolutely destroy your point yeah. guard and you know, Seth he can dribble the ball, he can handle. Um I think he's more known for, you know, coming off screens kind of like his brother and hitting wide open threes or, yeah. you know, but he does have that one dribble pull up. Or well, I mean, that, then they have whatnot, Simmons but, that can bring it up too, though. Right. Well, he's, yeah, they got Simmons and Kyrie, but so. if both of them are out, I mean, they got to lean on somebody else. Yeah. I mean, in the playoffs, they'll probably be playing 40 plus right. minutes. I mean, if this is all on Steve Nash too, he's got to do a good job of balancing this team and and making sure they can you know come together and be ready for playoffs because um, we saw this last year you know and be healthy. Yeah. But that'll be the the big question mark for Steve Nash is how to how to bring this team to um, not only just be average or get to the playoffs, but actually succeed in winning a championship to. You know, that would convince KD to want to stay or maybe Kyrie or, you know, some of these other players. Yeah, I agree. I think uh, this team, if if all is healthy and they mesh well, I think they could have the upside of being a top four team in the Eastern Conference. Um, but if it's similar to last year where, like, you don't know who's going to play from night to night and guys are getting injured, then I could see them – being a play-in team right. even. I think that no matter what, they'll probably make the playoffs or at least the play-in, but so I don't see them any lower than that. Well, I could definitely, that's I my could definitely see them. them not making the playoffs if they get rid of KD and Kyrie. I mean, that's definitely a possibility. Oh, yeah, absolutely. I just mean with like the current no, I roster, I could see that, yeah. But even if they trade KD, like you're probably assuming that they get one good young player back like you yeah. know so i can see them still making the play in even because that i would imagine they're not trading simmons uh you never know yeah but you never know uh, so yeah i don't know if any but, team would want to trade for simmons at this point though they'd probably want to see him play a little bit and then make a decision on that but if he does good i think yeah Nets end up just holding on to him well, and that'd be selling really right. low too, if I was the Nets. So, with this Brooklyn Nets team in this division, uh, where do you see them ranking? I think we we both put Boston at uh, number one in the previous podcast. Um, where do you have uh, Brooklyn on this one? Uh, if Ben Simmons is healthy and 
as he was in uh, Philadelphia. I'd have him as the second best team in this division. But if he's not healthy and Kyrie's not playing all the time, then I'd say they're more round four. Okay. Well, that's a big uh, – that wavers a little bit for you. Um, yeah, it definitely does. But... Yeah, I think on paper right now, you know, I wish they had another center to kind of make this lineup look even scarier. But I think on paper, yeah, I, I'd have to agree. I think you got to put them at number two. I think they are on paper healthy. I think they're the – probably the number two uh, favorite in the Atlantic division. Um, But I mean, the way things have been going, I I think Kyrie and Kevin are probably going to get moved either before the season starts or sometime in the middle of the season. Um, So knowing if that happens, I, I think I have them probably at number three in my eyes. Yeah, I could see that. I think uh, if they're going to bring in another center, I, I believe that uh, he's a free agent. I would maybe look to bring in somebody like Whiteside if I yeah. was them as a nice big off the bench. Um, and he's a good rim protector, good rebounder. Yeah, I mean, they they got to find somebody that's um, cheap too. That, and he fits the mold. Yeah, and I think he would be – he'd probably be the minimum, I have to say, right. Petman. Yeah, I don't uh, – Definitely. Pretty similar to Drummond. Doesn't have Drummond's uh, ball handling skills and three ball. <laughs> yeah. I don't know if you've seen yeah. clips of that lately, but no. Shout out to Drummond <laughs> for working on it. Actually, I mean he's hit a couple in regular season, but usually it's when the shot clock's yeah. going down. Yeah, no kidding. But yeah, I think uh, the Nets are kind of just a just a ball of mystery yeah. right now until things get sorted out. Yeah, it's but... a huge waiting game. We gotta. Definitely have talent, though. Yeah. We'll have to figure out what happens with uh, Kevin Durant and Kyrie. As, uh, where where would you uh, you like to see him go if he goes somewhere? Kevin Durant or Kyrie? Yeah, Ke- both? or both. I mean, Kevin Durant first, probably. Uh, KD, I would like to see... Oh, this is tough. Because, like, anywhere he goes, you're giving up a haul for him which is probably damaging your team yeah. unless they can figure out a three, <laughs> four or five team trade, which is pretty hard to do in the NBA. You don't see it a lot. Um, yeah, not kidding. I mean, if I'm going off of purely what I want for KD is what he wants for himself. So what he's put out there is Suns, Heat. Um, was there another team that he put in there? thought it was just Suns and Heat, Suns and but Heat. he said any contender. Right. Um, oh, this is tough. You know what? I'm gonna, I I'm think gonna, even the Raptors. Maybe. I'm going to give a wild one out there. What about the Charlotte Hornets with LaMelo Ball? <laughs> the Hornets? Yeah. I know it probably won't happen, but that'd be, that'd be pretty crazy to have LaMelo Ball. You'd have Kevin Durant. Uh, Miles. Oh, not Miles Bridges. He's not. <laughs> he's not on the team. Um, he can maybe be in the trade. Though. They'd have to sign and trade him, probably. But I don't know if Brooklyn yeah. wants to deal with that. But we'll have to wait and see what happens in his kind of court case or whatever ends up going on there. Yeah. Um, but yeah, yeah I, that would, that'd be interesting. Yeah, 
What about you? Well, I guess they have Hayward that could match the contract too. Right. Um, yeah, I don't don't know if KD would be down for that, but that would be interesting. Um, in my opinion, I think for the Nets' sake, their best bet would probably be to do something with the, the Raptors. Um, especially now that DeAndre Ayton just signed the contract. So I think that kind of puts the, the Suns out of it a little bit just because I, I'm definitely not taking a package of just Mikhail Bridges and Cam Johnson. As much as I like my boy Cam Johnson, just I, not not doing it for me. I don't think uh, the Nets wanted DeAndre Ayton anyway. So, yeah, I, don't, yeah. I didn't see it happening. Um, I like that pick, though. Huh. But the uh, yeah, I think the Raptors like uh, they definitely have a lot of pieces that they could trade. Something that I thought would be interesting would be like if a team like the Raptors like they they seem like they're unwilling so far to give up uh, Scotty Barnes. But I think it would be interesting if maybe they would give up Scotty Barnes if they could get KD and Kyrie in the same trade. So and then keep like one of their big three or something like that. Like say like. You get KD, you get Kyrie, you keep and you keep Pascal, and then you trade the others, and then you get like role players. So you would, but you'd still have them. Yeah, I mean, you're Fred pretty Van much gutting your team a little bit. No, you're trading Fred VanVleet okay, probably to a third team. Yeah, and that you're basically gutting your team. So like, I feel like the the Nets would probably get like OG, uh, Van Fleet, and Barnes. Okay. And picks. And like five, and then five picks, I think, is the most you can do. Yeah, and then you're getting Katie and Kyrie, and then you're probably surrounding them with veterans, like, within the trade, too. Right. Because they already hit, they got Otto Porter, and he's on a small deal, so they would have him on the team. Yeah. Um, but I think, I mean, having a big three of Kyrie, Katie, and Pascal would be, would be pretty enticing. Yeah, I can see why bubble. they wouldn't want to give up Scotty Barnes, though. But yeah, I mean, if if it could bring a championship, though, yeah, the KD the KD trade is going to be a difficult one. I don't know if it's going to happen. Um, let's uh, let's talk about Kyrie. Where I mean, I if I were to pick some but some place that I'd want him to go is probably to hook up back with LeBron uh, in LA in La La Land. Lakers, but. You gotta find a third team because yeah, Russell Westbrook's not teaming up back with KD. No, and I I don't think they want to buy him out either. Um, I it would be kind of cool to see that. I just don't think that they really have the assets to do it because even like if they're not going to give up their picks and then somebody else, like it's not really worth it for the Nets. And the net, I mean, if Kyrie goes to the Lakers, the Lakers are like hands down the favorites to win the title, in my opinion. Like, if health, yeah, the Lakers are still, they're still a good team. Like, I think health makes people forget how good this Lakers team is. Yeah. I mean, they just won it two years ago. Um, but I think an interesting place that I could maybe see him landing would be, um, I don't. No, he definitely doesn't really fit the culture, but I could see him going to the Heat maybe, because um, I think th- the biggest problem for the Heat during the playoffs was that they didn't have another scorer, uh, especially with 
Tyler Hero banged up. So like you're telling me Kyle Lowry didn't fix it? Yeah. Uh, Yeah, Kyle Lowry would probably be fixing it by being in the trade to make the salary work. (laughs) Yeah. But I could see it. Maybe that like if if they wanted to give up like somebody young, like uh, I don't know, like a. Maybe like Kyle Lowry gave Vincent and like two first rounders for him or something like that. That could be enticing, maybe. Yeah, yeah, um, a lot of definitely a lot yeah, of. I don't know. Definitely a lot of interesting things that possibilities for this Nets franchise. That, you, yeah, I mean, you got to stay in tune with because there's there could be a lot of different moves coming up, you know, before the season, also up to the trade deadline. So, that's something to keep an eye on. Now that we're done with the Nets, let's. Uh, I just have one little thing that we can talk about. Uh, who do you think is the best trio in the NBA right now? All this stuff, just a couple, or I guess five or six. Uh, you got Tatum, Brown, Smart for Boston. Uh, the new one, you got Towns, Edwards, and Gobert. Uh, Clippers got Leonard, George, and John Wall. Suns got the Booker, Chris Paul, Aiden came back. Uh, Sixers, Embiid, Harden, Maxi, uh, Nets. We just talked about with KD, Kyrie, and Ben Simmons. You got the trio in Golden State, and then the trio in Milwaukee. Who's your uh, top trio? You know, I'm gonna keep it in Brooklyn and go with uh, Kevin Durant, Kyrie, and Simmons, assuming that they're all healthy. I think uh, this is. I mean, just the star power alone from Kevin Durant and Kyrie um, mixed with the defense and, like, just the playmaking ability of Simmons if he's healthy. Uh, I mean, this is a force of a trio. That's that's why I I do want to see them try to make it work at least just, like, for a month or so. And if it doesn't work, then trade everybody. Um, But it would be interesting to see them play because they could be really good on paper. Right, and then uh, to your point, it, it fits uh, fits the topic we're talking about today. So that's it's <laughs> a great way to do it. Um, <laughs> as much as I'd love to put Towns, Edwards, and Gobert as my top trio, and be a little biased, <laughs> uh, I just I can't, I can't. I got to go with. I think Giannis is the best player in the NBA right now. Um, Chris Middleton and Drew Holiday are great. You know. Great at defense, you know they fit fit that Milwaukee Bucks mold. All can shoot, um, you know. I, I think they're the best trio right now when healthy. But you know, you saw in the playoffs, you know, with Chris Middleton out, really took a hit. And I still loved what Drew Holiday did. I think he's super underrated in the NBA. I think um, just his defensive presence. I mean, I. I think he's just on par with Marcus Smart, if not better than Marcus Smart at defense. Oh yeah, yeah, I'd have to agree. Especially he's he's also a better scorer too, right? Than Smart is. Um, I was thinking about maybe uh, obviously like the the Towns Edwards and Gobert one was that was enticing just because I'm <laughs> of high hopes for them, right? But. I was also thinking about maybe doing the Warriors trio, but putting uh, Wiggins instead of Green, even though Green's pretty vital to them. But I think uh, Wiggins just all around is just like adds more on offense maybe than Green. I mean, Green's obviously great. He's part of the dynasty, so yeah. he's definitely a big part. But 
Well, I, I, think, I, I uh, get it. Wiggins could maybe be part of the trio. Yeah, I mean, Wiggins really um, stepped off, stepped they, up in the playoffs. I would definitely give him the best. Uh, uh, whatever four would be with Quattro. <laughs> is that what it is? Or, <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> whatever the best four four would be. Yeah. Is that what it is for? Yeah. Quattro. Yeah. No, you got it. But they probably have the best four in the the league, in my opinion. Yeah, that might be f- for another topic another day. But uh, <laughs> also at the end of this podcast, we just want to you know realize that it's been 158 days since Brittany Griner was detained. Um, I know with me and Matt, we just want to wish you know her and her family the best and hope for a you know a speedy rec- uh, return back to the states. So keep an eye out for that. Make sure to support that. Also, if you guys want to you know send us. Who you guys think is, you know, the best trio in the NBA, make sure to put it in the comments. Um, but until next time, guys, peace. Peace.